tries to stop. You're listening to the Kelly Cotrera Show. And the chart gap between Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee and All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You, it gets smaller every year. Last year, Brenda Lee was second place, and this year, she's gunning for first. All I Want for Christmas is You, by the way, uh, was released in 1994, and it first hit the number one position on Billboard's Hot 100 chart in 2019. That was 25 years after its release. And it's ascended to the top of the chart each year since then. It's already number one for two weeks in the beginning of 2022, part of last year's holiday hangover. You know, she tried, Mariah Carey being the she here, to trademark the title Queen of Christmas. Her company, Lotion LLC, you heard me right, Lotion, yee, wanted to use that branding as well as the terms Princess Christmas and QOC. Why? Well, for a range of merch. Fragrances, makeup, clothing, jewelry, dog accessories. This is how Mariah Carey makes her money now from that song. And she makes a lot of money off it. Chris Mullenfee is a chart analyst and pop critic. Writes the Why Is This Song Number One column on Slate and hosts the Hit Parade podcast. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thanks, Kelly. It's good to be on. Thanks. So let's uh, talk a little bit about Brenda Lee uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. She recorded it sure. when she was only 13, but it, it wasn't written by her. No, it was not. Um, and she recorded it in 1958. Uh, and at the time, she was still a rising artist. Uh, she was known as uh, Little Miss Dynamite. Uh, she stands all of, I believe, four foot nine, four foot ten. And um, it wasn't until 1960 when Brenda Lee became a primary teen idol that her 1958 recording of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree uh, took off and became a hit. Now, back then, it only became a number 14 hit. Um, that was as good as a Christmas record could do on the charts back then. But in the streaming era that we're now in, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree has emerged as sort of our second favorite hit here in America. Uh, it routinely winds up number two on the Hot 100 year after year. And we now have better data than we've ever had before to track the Christmas records that people are obsessed with every year. And, and Brenda Lee's record has floated near the top. Now, I understand that the song was written by the same genius that wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, A Holly Jolly Christmas, Run Rudolph Run. Johnny Marks wrote the song for Brenda Lee, The Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Um, when you talk about the fact that it, it, it never reached number one on the holiday charts, is it because people back in the day, um, you know, they, they weren't accessing, um, their own supply of music as robustly as we do now. And, and they didn't have the access to streaming so that they couldn't pinpoint the ones they wanted to play over and over again. Is that, does that have something to do with it? Or were we just really focused on those traditional carols back in the day? Well, back in the day, you know, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was about as big a hit as a Christmas record gets in 1960 when it peaked on the charts. What's changed in the last 60 years is the way we measure hits. Uh, now that the Billboard Hot 100, which has always been a hybrid chart, the Billboard Hot 100 has been around since 1958, and it always measures at least two and now three things, the two things being radio airplay and sales of songs. And the third thing it now measures is streaming. And what makes streaming different from both radio airplay and uh, sales of songs is that the listener gets to 
choose the song but doesn't keep it, which right. means that if you want to keep playing something like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You or Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, you're going to play it over and over and over again, and we're going to be able to measure how many times you play it. The thing about Christmas music is that it is a very odd fit for the charts. It you know, takes over our radio dials every year for about four to six weeks, starting in mid to late November. It lasts through about, say, December 26th, 27th, 28th, and then it is completely off. And in the old, let's call it analog chart system, where you were relying on retailers to tell you what their best-selling records were, and you were relying on radio stations to tell the records they were playing the most on the air, it just didn't, uh, the data didn't aggregate enough, fast enough, to capture that four to six-week window each year. Now that we have streaming data, which is really, you know, sliced and diced very fine, we know exactly how much people play songs and, you know, the, the sheer quantity of plays. And that's the new wrinkle is that we now have better measuring tools. I'm sure that Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was a mega popular record in 1960, but we just didn't have the tools to measure its popularity at, at the, uh, the rate that we do now. What, so there's always this fight for number one, or there has been for the last uh, few years between Rock and Run the Christmas Tree and Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, which honestly, if I hear again, I, it, it's way, way too soon. I, I, I don't love it. The only thing that I like about it is it's in uh, Love Actually, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies. But Home Alone features Rock and Run the Christmas Tree. How important is being part of a Christmas movie soundtrack for the longevity of your Christmas song on Billboard charts? Movies certainly are a factor. The fact that, yes, all, uh, Rock and Around the Christmas Tree was in Home Alone. The fact that All I Want for Christmas is You was in Love Actually. That certainly helps. In general, Christmas music is nostalgia music. That's the, the main theme here. What we have found now that we have this data and we're seeing which records float to the top each year is that records that people associate with a certain, you know, home and hearth memory or a movie memory, something like that, those are the songs that float to the top year after year. Have a Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. It's the most wonderful time of the year by uh, Andy Williams. Uh, you know, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. These are the records that float to the top each year because they're they're traditional now. What makes Mariah Carey's song a juggernaut in particular is it's kind of like a double whammy of nostalgia. In 1994, when Mariah recorded it, she was already recording it as a throwback. She intended for the sound of that record to be very similar to Phil Spector's A Christmas Gift for You from 1963, which of course gave us those wonderful old chestnuts like uh, Sleigh Bells by the, the Ronettes and you know Darlene Love's uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home. So Mariah was already you know, invoking nostalgia in 1994. Now, of course, in, you know, the 2010s and 2020s, we have nostalgia for Mariah in the first place from the 90s. Yeah. And so it's kind of the, the sort of record that is popular with baby boomers, Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Y. So it, it kind of crosses the spectrum. And, and that's why Mariah's record has turned out to be a juggernaut year after year. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. She did it on purpose. And can anything knock her off of the top? Like, could we see Brenda Lee um, ascend to number one, rocking around the Christmas tree this year? It would be nice. I mean, I like you, I would love to see a changing of the guard, not you know, to take anything away from Mariah, but she's already had multiple weeks at number one. She's already proven herself as the so-called queen of Christmas, uh, a term she tried to trademark, by the way, and was not successful. Uh, so, you know, nobody's taking that title away from her. But each year, uh, the data shows that 
Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree is getting just a little bit closer. Like at the end of last Christmas season, the gap in streams between Mariah's and Brenda's songs was about 5 million streams, which sounds like a big number. But when you're talking about songs that are streaming up to 30, 40 million times, which is, you know, typically what happens every week, uh, 5 million is, is getting to be a smaller and smaller gap. I'm not sure what it would take to, you know, get Brenda over the top. It might take a concentrated effort. You know, it's mm -hmm. funny. Uh, in the United Kingdom, um, they are obsessed with their annual Christmas number one record. And yeah. in the well, it's when, one of the themes uh, in Love Actually. Simon Cowell was uh, monopolizing the number one spot. Uh, there was a concerted effort to oust his X Factor winners from the number one spot, and people all piled in and bought this uh, Rage Against the Machine song called Killing in the Name of, and they got yeah. it to number one for the Christmas number one in 2009. I don't know if we're going to have to do a Rage Against the Machine style campaign on behalf of Brenda Lee, but you know, the data is getting close enough that with a little push, it could be possible. So, you know, a, a boy can dream, I guess. Well, I love that you brought that up because could it be as simple as everybody listening right now, uh, tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on that we all, every time we open up the Spotify, we just put, uh, Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree on repeat, repeat, repeat. And then all of a sudden her streams are there. Yeah, I mean, Billboard uh, and, uh, you know, Illuminate, the company that collects data for them, they look askance at playlists that just repeat a song over and over and over again. But oh. if you are putting together Christmas playlists that have a variety of songs, uh, maybe you take the Mariah song out of your Christmas playlist this year. There's a bit of a, no pun intended, snowball effect that happens every Christmas, where the fact that Mariah's Christmas song is in so many Spotify playlists and just gets played as a matter of course, that's a big part of why you know, it floats to the top year after year. Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree makes a lot of those Christmas playlists too. So it might be as simple as if you've got a Christmas playlist and you've been pumping the Mariah record year after year, maybe this is the year you pull it from your playlist and, you know, let Brenda play a couple more times. That, that Chris, might be my recommendation. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. I hope we have you back to talk music again. You're, you're a font of knowledge. It would be my pleasure, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Chris Malanfi is a chart analyst and pop critic, writes the song, Why is this, uh, writes the Why is this song number one column on Slate and hosts the Hit Parade podcast. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.